This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 16th of June. In your Squiz today, swimming Australia's culture question. Freely trading with the UK. Chrissy Teigen's apology. And careful of that burrito. This is your Squiz today. Big story over the weekend, Claire, was that the Olympic swimming trials started in Adelaide. Organisers, I'm sure, would have liked that to be the end of the big news, but instead, Swimming Australia has been busy addressing criticism of its culture. Questions started last week when Maddie Groves, a two-time Olympic silver medalist, said she wouldn't be taking part in the trial. She tweeted that this should be a lesson to all the misogynists in sport. Yeah, she made some pretty explosive allegations of the behaviour of men at the top of the sport. She said that in speaking out uh, that those men would no longer exploit young women and girls, body shame or medically gaslight them and then expect them to represent uh, Australia at these sorts of forums and heading on to the Olympics. Uh, There really has been a lot said since then about the culture in swimming. Uh, Adding to that was Dr Jenny McMahon. She's a former elite swimmer who put out a report about the toxic culture inside swimming following hundreds of interviews over 14 years. Her findings concluded that there was body shaming and also a culture of destructive training regimes that left athletes and coaches broken if they didn't conform and perform. Swimming Australia has since responded, Claire. They said they could have done better. And what Alex Bauman, the head of Swimming Australia, said yesterday was that there would be an all-female panel that would look into those claims made by Maddie Groves. He said that it's a process that's been entirely kicked off by her. Uh, Also, he said that all swimmers would receive a communication from them today about what their options are when it comes to making complaints, whether that's internally or to an independent external complaints process. Yeah, this is all happening, as I said, as the Olympic trials are going on, but also just weeks out from the Olympics themselves. While we're talking swimming, let's talk about some of the results. It's always good to arm people with some talking points. To that end, three names to throw into conversation. First, Ariane Titmus has been quick at the trials, quicker than her rival from the US, Katie Ledecky. So that's a matchup to watch. The weekend was stolen, though, by 19-year-old Kaylee McEwen. She broke the world record for the 100 metres backstroke. And last night, Kyle Chalmers qualified for the 100 metres freestyle. He'll be defending his gold medal from 2016 in Tokyo. As expected, Claire, yesterday, Immigration Minister Alex Hawke announced that the Murraguppan family will be able to be together in Perth whilst their youngest child receives treatment in hospital. He made clear, though, that this decision does not give them a pathway to a visa. No, it doesn't. He says that their legal claim on being able to stay in Australia remains exactly as it was, which is they're a family that are considered to be unlawful non-citizens and they were set to be deported before their latest legal challenges. They'll be able to stay in Perth, not just while their youngest daughter, Tanika, recovers. They'll also be able to stay as their ongoing legal avenues are gone through the system. Yeah, the background to this one we talked about in detail in 
the podcast yesterday, but just quickly, both parents arrived in Australia by boat. They were settled in the Queensland town of Biloela. They had two children, but were removed from their home in 2018 when their visas expired. So if you keep hearing about the family from Biloela, that's who we're referring to. While the family supporters and some MPs have called on the government to let the family resettle in Biloela permanently, others say that granting the family visas will set a dangerous precedent. That free trade deal between the UK and Australia that we've been banging on about, Claire, has happened. It was announced late yesterday. Scott Morrison and Boris Johnson had dinner. They nutted it out and they came to an agreement. Yep, and they followed up with a breakfast meeting and uh, did that in-principle deal. What it will see is the producer of goods and services in Australia have more access to UK markets over a 15-year time frame. Also means that, of course, UK suppliers will have that same opportunity. The working age as well for holiday visas has been raised from 30 to 35 years old at both ends. Lots of Aussies, of course, have their UK trip and work in a pub, although not so much in the last 18 months or so, (laughs) but that will be on the horizon. Uh, The pair celebrated by cracking open a couple of hampers and they exchanged in a completely natural way a couple of packets of biscuits. Yeah, nothing like a good photo op, a packet of Tim Tams from Scott Morrison for Boris Johnson. Claire, this is a big one for Australia, but also politically for the UK. It's the first deal they've negotiated from scratch since Brexit. So those in the know say it's all about Boris Johnson showing what a post-Brexit world could look like for the UK. We've got meetings of world leaders coming out of our ears at the moment, Claire. Joe Biden today will meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin could be a bit frosty perhaps. Yeah and certainly there's a lot of expectations management going on at the moment about what might come out of that meeting. Biden like a prize fighter has been in training apparently over the last week fairly intensively uh, as he rehearses with his team exactly what he is going to say and what sort of conversation that he wants to have with the Russian leader. Putin for his part has played it pretty cool as well saying that he's quite happy to sit down with Joe Biden and have that conversation. Of course, there's a lot of recent history between the US and with Russia uh, through that Trump era when we look at things like election tampering. Uh, Also, Russia's been involved in what the Western world considers to be human rights breaches when you look at things like Ukraine and also its detention of the opposition figure, Alexei Navalny. So lots to discuss. Yeah, there certainly is plenty to cover. That meeting will be happening in Geneva in Switzerland later tonight. Chrissy Teigen, Claire, is one of those people who's famous for exactly what, I guess it depends who you ask, I'm not entirely sure, but take our word for it that she's a big deal in the celebrity world. (laughs) She's issued a public apology for things she said to people online years ago saying, and this is the quote, I was a troll, full stop, and I'm so sorry. This one has a lot of chins wagging. Yeah, it does. And it really has for the last month or so. Uh, She was on the track to being cancelled, which is the thing at the moment, uh, when tweets and messages that she sent uh, a reality star's way, a woman called Courtney Stodden. Uh, Courtney Stodden, at the time that she received those messages from Tegan, was just 16 years old. And there were really some vile content in there. What Tegan has said over the last month is that uh, she did it to try and gain a 
attention. She thought that she was showing off, uh, that she had some sort of clever and harmless quip to offer. But when she looks back on it, it really was uh, despicable behaviour. What happened yesterday is that she issued a very lengthy apology that really unpacked where her head was at when she was doing that and what she's doing uh, at the moment to try and make amends for that. She has many, many commercial deals with brands like Macy's. They are now, of course, up in the air. As anyone in marketing knows, Claire, an influencer scorned really does lose its value. And let this next one be a warning to all aspiring athletes out there. Watch out for pork burritos. <laughs> yeah, you really do need to be careful. Of course, on the dietary end of things, they're probably not that great if you're looking to be a distance runner at the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> but also what US runner Shelby Houlihan has said uh, is that it's put her in the way of ingesting anabolic steroids and she's tested positive. Uh, she is actually someone, she's not just a random athlete, she is the record holder in the US for the 1500 the 5,000 metres, she won't be at the Olympics. She won't be at the Olympics and she won't be at the next Olympics either. It's a four-year ban, so that rules her out for 2024. As you say, Claire, she blames the pork on the pork burrito that she ate the night before the test. I think that's all from us today, Claire. You got anything for Squeeze the Day? Two things. 10pm our time today that Biden and Putin meeting kicks off. Uh, Also, when you look at the middle of the day, we've got Susan Lay, the Environment Minister at the National Press Club. And, you know, just because we're on World Leader Watch, Scott Morrison's jetting off to France now. He'll be meeting with President Emmanuel Macron. They're going to talk submarines. That's all from us today. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the Squeeze Today podcast. And we'll be back tomorrow.